just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 57 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season three, episode 12, I Got Dreams to Remember. Error. Reconfiguring. Perspective, nephew. I'm here to adjust yours. It's going to have problems with her hands. Someone yeah. she can pick up plates and not feel that they're boiling. You uh-huh. know, she's got asbestos fingers. They're going to be rough. What is that? Is that like, a crow's foot? What the fuck? At the cafe, like, can I can I see something Italian? Can I see that it had an impact on you? Can I see that what Keith and Lucas went through for them six weeks that you were away were worth it, Karen? Karen! You want know, like the person you've become? Then do something about it, because no one's going to do it for you. Karen! Wild dreams are born. Wait, why are you making this shit up? What you, what's wrong with you? Be, no, not Philip. Felix. <laughs> Felix not working. Felix, it's over. <laughs> the Asna's doing you wonders. I watched him have a shit in an alley and I watched him kiss his first girlfriend. Must have been a big dog. <laughs> <laughs> when do you plan to start living? Hello, mate. Hello, guys. How you doing, Boozy? That's a one dunk and you're done kind of biscuit. I'm not fucking about, mate. He's like, don't be mean, no, Simon. Listen, keep being mean. I'm going to make you call me Colonel, okay? ATM over here. You've just become a raven. Love that. Love that. Love that. Don't in the snow. Keith, what is slab and beef? Absolutely. A Las Cuevos, a One Tree Hill podcast. Sui Simon, why I met in Canter, One Tree Hill. I was not expecting that. <laughs> so hello and welcome to the Ravens of One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is season three, episode 12, I Got Dreams to Remember Dom. We are here. How are you, my man? You're in you're in the crib. You're in the new place. This is it. I'm in. First podcast in my flat. It's a little bit echoey, which I'm a bit worried about for audio. But hopefully we'll be okay. I think people will be so happy that you're in there that they're like happy to hear the echo. And they're like, they yes. the echo. <laughs> we'll hear the journey of him softening that echo with furnishings that we can discuss weekly on the podcast. What has he bought this week? What footstool has he got now? Or what, what picture has he put up? You know, we'll, we want to go through the whole Ikea style journey with you. Piece together your catalog, perfect picture, perfect home. Wow. Uh, I look forward to that as well. But yeah, um, other than that, I'm great. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, though 
well, you won't be able to see through the camera. I'll send you a picture later. But I used to say when we got Luna, who's our Labrador, when she was a puppy, I used to think, I used to say to people, I remember saying this, saying, I feel like this is like the same as having a baby, like having a puppy and maybe even harder because puppies they don't bite you but like they they mouth on you you know luna's never bitten me or anybody but they mouth on you you know when they're teething and so i was i this was this was me like you know five six years ago and then when we had our baby i thought okay i was definitely wrong (laughs) babies are a million times harder than puppies puppies are difficult too but you know babies by far exhaust you and tire you more than puppies do but now my son's new trick today is because he's teething so much he's bitten me so much that my hands are just filled with teeth marks like these are bites he did 12 15 hours ago and they're all visible on my hand you know i love him it's beautiful and the, the, the other thing is it will hurt so much because it's like what do you call that part the part between your index finger and your thumb that curve you know that fleshy yeah i don't know but i know what you mean that bit that bit there yeah that yeah that yeah bit there (laughs) he's like biting there so it's and like you've got all the nerve endings are in the ends of your fingers and hands and whatever it's excruciating (laughs) and but i can't scream or make noise because that would make him cry so I have to actually be like, hey, okay, you know, into like a happy noise, even though he's biting parts of my hand off. Why do you have to do a happy noise? Because if I do a sad noise, he'll cry. What's wrong with that? Teach him a lesson from a very early age. Oh, dumb. You'll Is learn. that not how it works? You'll see. You'll so see. Like, Don't bite me. That'll, that'll do, surely. <laughs> Report back on that also in the future <laughs> when that's a thing. See how that goes. But no, it's it's all part of it. He's got like four teeth coming in at the same time. So I know it's all part of it. And you know, I love him. It's just uh it's just funny. I just look like I've like had a hand fight with a lawnmower, but it's all good. But let's move into uh straight into business. Okay, so we have a couple of shout outs, Dom. So coming in at Junior Varsity, coming up in the ranks. We appreciate you so much, Heather. Heather, you just became a raven. Heather, we and you know all of our ravens, we just can't say enough how grateful we are that you're with us on the journey and supporting us and uh, you know, part of the community. But also coming in to the varsity team. Okay. They've done an, an, they're an Adam Banks in the Mighty Ducks free. If anyone gets that reference, they're straight into varsity, like Lucas even. He went straight into varsity, didn't he? In the Ravens, Melanie. Melanie? Melanie! You just became a Raven. And then last but not least, we have. This is like a special category that so far only one other person has fallen into. Um, no, two, I think two. This might be the third. I don't know what we're calling these people, but I we did make a pact to name them 
on the podcast because it's part of their perks but it's also a perk that they're no longer really privy to but they get this special mention we have a pigeon that became a raven four or five hours later back to pigeon status Chantel he became a raven for a few hours Dom and now you're a pigeon I have nothing more to say on the matter what what do we we need a bracket what did you get in those four or five hours what did you get what what was achieved there please let me know I don't care I just like to know why, why four or five? Was it an accident? If it's an accident, I totally get it. Mm. Totally get it. For sure. But the thing is, is see, Patreon should do a thing. It's an odd thing. It's not like they that they bill that person. That's just Don't an in out. <laughs> tell everyone. It'd be different if it was like, oh, they billed them the $2 or whatever. And then they can, yeah, fine. No worries. We appreciate you. It doesn't matter. We appreciate you if you're not part of the Patreon. It's just, uh, yeah, what is it that you, did you run in and quickly listen to something that we said that was an extra? And then we're like, okay, well, I've got what I need to get now and got out. In, in my eyes, it's the worst kind of pigeon. Do you know what I mean? That is the worst kind of pigeon. He's not going to say it, but he's nodding. <laughs> I thought people could hear the the, the wind that I was your, generating. Your the neck microphone. creaking <laughs> as, it, yeah. as your head goes up and down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, tonight, Dom, we are joined by not one, not three, not seven, but two Ravens on the pod cast i was going to do a you and just call it the pod and it didn't feel right on the podcast we have sophie from australia and we have ashley from america that we we haven't met yet so we'll find out about that later um but dom big episode you cut together the the watch along pieces before people before people get in i wanted to show you this um so i can show you this now you saw at the end of this episode they showed the album cover of the cd right you're not really remembering it Mm -mm. okay i'm not showing you then i i saw it because i just rewatched it uh while like in the middle while doing other things but so I've seen the episode three times. I watched it on the watch along. I watched it last Sunday because I thought we were podcasting then. My mistake. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I watched it today. And I don't remember seeing the album cover at any point. I saw it, but, but it might be because I know what I'm looking for and it was only flashed up. So it's probably because you didn't. So I won't show you, but I have something that has the album cover on it that I was going to be like, and now I can show you this. But maybe that'll probably be for wednesday okay <laughs> so scrap that <laughs> <laughs> cancel please what, what what did you so i mean we've only got a couple of minutes before our first person comes on so we'll we'll dive into it with them but uh just uh generally speaking how do you feel about this one 
I mean, there's a, there's a lot to pick through. There was a lot of good lines. I've written down quite a few different lines um, that I'd like to sort of mention through whatever we mentioned throughout or um, at the end when we get to our judgments. But um, yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting episode. Um, but I have kind of mixed reviews about it, so mm. it'll be it'll be interesting to see kind of uh, your thoughts on it and how it plays into the rest of the story. Because, because for me, this episode, it kind of has one central focus, which was nice. And then you've got like the key storylines around it. Um, but it's kind of like, I wanted more of a journey, I think, from this episode, which we might not have necessarily got. But, but there's, some, there's some things that are playing on my mind a little bit. One thing in particular, uh, not, not playing on my mind, but one thing that I think is really important to mention. Um, when it comes to Peyton's story. Mm, okay. That, well, there's so much. It's really interesting to hear you say that because this is a episode that I remember like fondly, favorably. Uh, there's parts in this that are like, oh, this is some key One Tree Hill classic stuff, classic scenes, classic moments. But... I think all of myself and I think all of the listeners, we all know where it's heading, right? So we know where we're going to crescendo eventually. I mean, and you know this, that as as the the seasons go on, they get to this crescendo towards the season finale, right? And then all of the bits fall into place. And there's some of these things that are like in this episode that are pieces that form things that are going to pay off later. And I think when you see the payoff and if you were to watch again, which I hope that you do, you know, later down the line, when we finish the podcast, I hope you binge and watch it again. I think you'll be like, Oh, I mean, that's some of the beauty of lost. I know that separate, but because I can talk to you about lost, like there's parts when you understand and know what all of the secrets are, when you watch it back, you're like, Oh my God, that's so much more important than I even thought it was like, this means this than meant that that happened. And I think, this episode has several moments like that. That's like, wow, if you took that one moment out, it seems insignificant, but it would have changed the course of the show. I think, I think there's a couple of moments um, from this episode that I can see that are quite fortuitous. There's one that sticks out in my mind in particular um, surrounding uh, Brooke. Um, and there's something she says that makes me think, oh, okay, there's something's something's going to change then there's going to be a big sort of shift change at some point Mm -hmm. um and it's and it's nothing that i haven't said already it's it's along the the lucas Payton relationship there's there's Mm -hmm. just a way brooke says something makes me think okay this is where that is going to go where that is going to end up and it's just yeah it's just from the way she said something it's just kind of like okay this is picking out something that, that is to come you know this is the future that they're gonna have excellent we will see we will see this is uh yeah classic classic one tree hill period we're in right now for a while as well we've got a good stretch of of classic classic episodes well just as we're continuing just to wait for our first guest we're up to 165 reviews which is crazy our target is 200 we're so close um there's been so many lovely reviews coming through 
which is so kind and we fully appreciate it and feel humbled by it all um yeah so thank you so much please please keep on coming in so we can get to that target that would be amazing that's quite a good jump from last week i listened to our last episode yesterday uh with seb and i didn't listen to it with seb the episode had seb on and i listened yeah. to it um yeah. and the that number seems to jump pretty pretty well in the, in the last week and you sent me one of the reviews which was just like such a lovely review so thanks to everyone who has given us a review got someone to give us a review or a rating it means the world to us and it honestly does it means so much and we really really do appreciate it uh, and we love you all for it you know raven or pigeon no matter what you are we love you unless you're a pigeon that went to a raven and back to a pigeon uh now i'm joking chantel i really hope you're listening so that you can reach out so we can make this right we need to know we need to know what happened so that we can make sure that you are okay but just like that right on time right on cue right on the money sophie is here sophie how are we doing hello i'm good how are you guys perfect super dom I'm very well. I'm glad I get to be here for your whole episode this time. I know. Nice (laughs) of you to join us. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not just popping in and popping out this time. (laughs) He's so part time. He's so part time. (laughs) I'm joking. Uh, Sophie, we were just talking about reviews and you left us a beautiful review. (laughs) So thank you very much. We really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks. It was all true. Well. <laughs> now you're making me question whether it was or not. I was, I was never a question in our mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was like, I can't come on here without leaving a review. You know? Yeah. In, in fact, Dom, <laughs> let's check that from now on. Anyone that's on the mm. podcast, ensure that they've reviewed before they've uh, before we start talking. I like that. That's like a good bit of like the vetting process before they can mm. like truly join us. That's awesome. And if they haven't. What we do is we go grab your phone, get onto the app, write a review, and then we can start. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll wait. We could write. We can give them suggestions of things to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Sophie, how are things in in the land of Oz? Good, good. Um, Sydney just came out of lockdown last week, so Excellent. yes, I went out clubbing two nights ago for the first time Straight in six months. <laughs> oh, and I'm still hungover. <laughs> it's been so long. I just can't do it anymore. Who doesn't love yeah. a Monday morning podcast? <laughs> I, was, I, know. I know. Yesterday I was lying in bed all day like, oh, God. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Well, yeah. What time is it there now? 7 a.m. That's such an interesting time to be podcasting <laughs> a, a podcast like this as well what else do you do before work on a monday <laughs> i think you do this and you call in sick don't you mm. <laughs> sounds nice <laughs> would you would you like me and dom to do it for you we could pose as like your your doctors and we're a team of of yeah <laughs> i'm gonna say pediatricians but you're not a child so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, live on the podcast. We'll um, we'll call them up. We'll do that for you. Yeah. <laughs> what would be what would be funny, Simon, is that we both have would have to be Australian doctors. So you would have oh, to do yeah. it. 
<laughs> She's got something wrong with her elbow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, we've asked you. Well, I mean, Dom wasn't wasn't there, so maybe at that part, I would imagine. So maybe you could refresh us, or maybe it's changed. But can you give us your top five TV shows of all time and mm-hmm. a bad movie that you love? Yeah. So top five is One Tree Hill, standard. The OC, Scrubs. <laughs> Sorry, Friends. <laughs> No, um, yes, yeah, Scrubs, Friends, and Lost. Ah, yes. Mm. And That's right. worst movie. This has changed since last time, but um, I really love the Charlie's Angels movies, like the ones yeah. that came out in two thousand. Yeah, yeah, the Drew Barrymore yeah. one. Yeah, I love those. Yeah, yeah, I saw them in the cinema. I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? Certain. <laughs> I'm certain. I know I did. <laughs> yeah that's a good choice you would have been four that's yeah why why did that feel like it you're insulting that dick yeah it's just just a four-year-old just in the cinemas watching charlie's angels (laughs) did you do you are you classing both of them because there was two right yeah yeah i'd say both of them isn't bill murray in them yeah, the first one. Oh. His 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 like the uh, the in between guy. I forget what I can't remember what his name is. What, the main man, the guy that holds Mosley? the phone. Yeah, mm. Bosley. Lovely, I lovely think. Bosley. So, <laughs> where do you want to where do you want to go, Sophie, with this? Um, like which 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 character do you want to start with? Well, we need to let have you guys know started we, we yet? Haven't, we haven't covered anyone yet. Oh, that's We've... right. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> not because we, cool. not because of like just uh, an hour's worth of ranting, but I, I couldn't. Uh, it was my fault. I was late because I couldn't get, um, I couldn't get my son down. So, yeah. So we haven't covered anyone. So the floor is yours. So who, who do you want? Hmm. Can we start with Keith? Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, best to last or first. But Keith, great episode for Keith. Amazing episode for Keith. I know. Mm. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about Keith. So Keith was arrested at the end of the episode uh, previously. He had a gun to his face. If that guy had coughed, Keith would be dead. Um, but he's not. So thank the Lord. Um and he we we get this the inner cutting isn't it of which i thought was really good really really well done in this episode between the younger characters talking to the guidance counselor and answering questions and then it flipping in between keith answering questions as well from the like police detective and the transition game between scenes in this episode was really really strong i will have to say that some of it potentially Sophie, have you watched Dawson's Creek? First season. I just finished season one the other day. Oh, okay, you're starting it. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Well, then I think, <laughs> wait, I think we spoke about this, didn't we? Have we spoken about this in messaging maybe on Instagram? Yeah, briefly. Yeah. Excellent. Dom, why are you laughing? 
Oh, but you know, I said uh, earlier, I mentioned that I listened to our previous <laughs> Ravens episode and I listened through the, like the Patreon stream or whatever on, on Apple podcasts. And then it, when that episode ended, it immediately jumped into Capeside chats and I, I nearly, I nearly fell over trying to run to the phone to make that stop. <laughs> oh I'm not God. listening to you talk to Lex. That's like you sleeping with someone else and lording it in my face. It's disgusting. <laughs> so... It's fair. It's fair. It's like I'm publishing a sex tape like every couple of weeks and just hoping you don't see it. It's yeah. He won't notice. <laughs> You actually can't listen to some of it. We uh, there's parts where we've spoken about you specifically, <laughs> not about, not about you. Like no, in terms of he'll he'll never know. <laughs> Dom, in case you are somehow listening, don't listen to this. And we talk about One Tree Hill things that are like comparable to Dawson's Creek, but things you haven't seen. But the the reason I bring it up is because in i think it's an episode you wouldn't have seen yet but they have an episode just like this of a guidance counselor and intercutting and all of this sort of stuff and i know that and obviously dawson's creek came first but a lot of the producers uh are crossover like you see a lot of the same names in the credits so i think sometimes they're like oh let's take this base idea that we did there and then put it on like steroids compared to what we did there you know wow yeah I imagine One Tree Hill take a lot from Dawson's Creek. I think it does, but I think it also has, it's got a completely different vibe, I think. I mean, how are you feeling about it? Yeah, um, like it kind of has a a similar vibe, but then it feels like they're in a completely different town most of the time, Mm. I think. Like I just picture where like Dawson's house is and how it's a lot more of like, if they use the creek, the water, whereas they don't really show that side of it in One Tree Hill. Mm, but, um, at all, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then, like, when you go to, like, the main part of Wilmington, like, that's really familiar. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, Dom, talk to us about Keith, his interrogation and how it's unfolding. How do you feel about it? It, it was brilliant. I, I actually thought Keith would really struggle uh, being interrogated like but not struggle because he's not a strong character or not able to you know articulate himself but struggle in that the police would be so one-sided and would twist everything he said but actually he twisted everything they said and it and it was brilliant to see you know um it, it, the whole thing about him buying a gun uh and him going oh was was Danny shot? And I was like, oh no, 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 no. It was a fire. That's right. <laughs> just, <laughs> just that whole, just that whole segment in it in itself. And then he's like, get him in here. Yeah. Get him in here. I know he's out there and he, he comes in and it's just the whole time. He's got that grin. He, cause he knows he's done nothing wrong. He knows he can hold his own. Uh, and he actually runs circles around them, runs circles around the police officers. He gets down to the point of just losing his shit. He kind of loses his call massively, pins him up against the wall you know calls him a son of a bitch and um keeps like don't need to bring mom into this danny you know <laughs> it's just like how cool is the guy and the orange jumpsuit is definitely for him that is one that he should just continue to wear <laughs> he for sure i it kind of it was uh it was a few steps away from like the joker in the dark night being interrogated by <laughs> 
by Batman. <laughs> Where um, is she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good. I wish I could do an impression, but I can't. Um, Sophie, how 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 are you feeling about about Keith in these moments? Oh, I love it. He's so confident now. Like season one, Keith just would have been spiraling like from this happening he would have been upset he would it would have really bothered him but now he's just like I don't care anymore I'm gonna live my life and oh just his comebacks were so good just every time yeah one of the one of my favorite ones was the police officer said something like why he said maybe Dan setting me up or something like that. And he said, why would he want to do that? And he said, maybe because I, because I slept with his wife. <laughs> so good. And He's then like... the, the police officer has to go back to Dan and basically say, look, we can't hold him. The only thing we could, you know, uh, charge anyone with would be you for assault on him. And Dan's reply is, can I fire you? <laughs> I know. So good. So, so good. But it's like Keith has gone to the edge of losing everything. So he doesn't care anymore. It's like, how can you take from someone that has nothing to be taken from? If that That's a terrible example, but you know what I mean? Uh, he, Karen is outside, right? It's where, so when Keith comes out, he sees Karen and he asks her out on a date. Lovely. I mean, Dom, obviously you're a first time watcher. Just before I ask you this question, it just triggered into my head. I had someone, the first time someone messaged me, uh, um, like unbeknownst to me, a pigeon, we'll say, and that they're a first time watcher too. And they're watching along with us. So there is actually somebody listening that the spoiler free content is also applicable to. So you have one extra person on your team. (laughs) Just one. But one is all I need. (laughs) Uh, That's awesome to hear. I hope they're uh, enjoying it. And I hope they're making predictions as they go too. Mm. They kind of have a plan of how things are going to go. Right. So they should write to you with their predictions. That could be, you know, uh, listener interactions that you could bring to the podcast that you know this is your but well, you got to keep your own predictions well they'll always be behind anyway right so from when so that's that's perfect but as a first time viewer they're gonna go out on a date finally i mean how were you expecting this to go or did it go as you had thought i mean keeps <laughs> keeps a pretty simple man um he is definitely going for you know just he kind of mentions it later on you know when he's got the the beautiful car he's got, i think it's a mustang or something like that and she's like this is your car and it's just like rather than kind of chasing dreams he's just gonna go for what he wants and it's exactly what he's doing and it's great to see and he's kind of su- super chilled and relaxed and you kind of think where's he getting the money from he doesn't have a job um maybe royals bail him out a little bit and um the date was a bit of a surprise because like Karen was so excited and getting dressed up and stuff like that, but really they're just going to to a basketball game, which they've done hundreds of times before to see, you know, Lucas play. I say hundreds of times, like at least a few times before to see Lucas play. And uh, I guess it's his opportunity to go as a couple and make a bit of a show of it. Kind of knows Dan's going to be there, poke the bear a little bit. Look what I've got. You know, I've got, 
probably everything you wanted, but couldn't hold on to. Um, uh, and he he just does it in such a bold way, and it's great. But to then include Lucas in on the date was was a bit weird. <laughs> it was a bit strange for me, but you know he is his uh, real father, which is referenced a couple of times, especially in this episode. I'm almost it convinced was. of it now. What is? We'll get to that when we get to Lucas. <laughs> Sophie, Keith asked you out on the date, okay? And he says he's taking you to a. Well, for, what's your what's your initial reaction? Just from asking me out. Yeah, I'd say yes. <laughs> Excellent. Starting okay. to see it now. Keith is a vibe. <laughs> 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 I'd, be, I'd be saying keep the jumpsuit <laughs> i like it yeah save it for later <laughs> <laughs> i don't care if lucas hears <laughs> you're gonna commit some crimes tonight <laughs> no that sounds wrong that sounds wrong that's not how i meant it i meant it in anyway the the, the he uh when prison end, rules my friend prison that rules. Would, that would okay that's still i'm not sure <laughs> how this is well at, at the end when it's raining we'll get we won't talk about the content of it but he's like looking at dan it's raining and his hair's wet and all of this stuff and i was thinking he's really like turning into the uh sort of behemoth of the older cast <laughs> did i use that word right Dom? do you mean like heartthrob what does behemoth mean i don't really know <laughs> Sophie? I don't know either <laughs> what that means. Isn't a behemoth, behemoth something that's like massive? Behemoth. Like really big? Like mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Huge. <laughs> behemoth. 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 Well, what don't, what don't mix that up? Okay, so back to the scenario. Keith asks you out, and he says, we're going to a high school basketball game. Um... Your ex, uh, you know, I didn't, well, they weren't married. Your ex high school boyfriend slash, you know, baby daddy will be there, <laughs> as will your son will be cheering him on. Uh, it's also going to be in an old, horrible, bad smelling like gymnasium. Uh, and then afterwards, we'll uh, go for dinner. Was it, was it at the cafe? Yeah. Well, you'll make us dinner. Uh, we'll have the leftovers from what the customers didn't want earlier in the day at your cafe. Sound good? You in? Super yeah. cheap date. <laughs> he hasn't spent a penny, I Dom. <laughs> I definitely would have done what Karen did. She was very dressed up for a basketball game. Mm. She had to show him off. And show Dan, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I, I I respect it. That's the sort of that's the sort of date that I would love. Um, so yeah, excellent. So behemoth, it's pretty cute. Uh, something enormous, especially a large and powerful organization, or a huge or monstrous creature. So does does work for mouth? <laughs> mouth the behemoth. So. Um, Keith, where does he go from? Oh, they 
Dan sees them, right? When uh, I think Keith is saying to the scout, oh, you should, you're here, or you should check out Lucas Army's uncle. He's got great, great grades, which is uh, awesome. A perfect Keith-like thing to do. Dan comes over and sees Karen and Keith and says, oh, it's a shame. You both could do better. And Karen says, what, Sophie? I've done worse. Yeah, perfect. Mm. And then they just walk in. What a great moment. Great line. How did we feel about it? Love it. It's so good to see the three of them again, like Karen, Keith, Lucas, that dynamic. It reminds me of um, in season one when they go to that big party and it's like the three of them against the world with the Mm. (laughs) caca. Um, yeah it's so good it's good to get them vibes Dom is that how you felt yeah definitely it's great to have Keith back it's someone that will push back at Dan and is kind of the protector of people isn't he he's going to protect Lucas no matter what Um, he'll protect Karen no matter what and he'll also stand up for you know what's right and he will challenge back you know it doesn't matter that Dan is the mayor because he's still his big brother and he can still challenge that he can still make Dan feel you know, this big because he's, you know, slept with his wife. (laughs) But he is just essentially just like that steady guy and he's just not going to take any shit anymore. And it's it's brilliant. It's so good to see. And it's really nice having him back. And also the the kind of chemistry between um, Craig Sheffer and Paul Johansson with Moira Kelly as well is really, really good. Them as a trio on screen is so good to watch. And I have to say, Paul Johansson did like, had so many different interactions with different people in this episode. And it was like, each interaction was, was different, but brilliant as well. It, it just, it just worked and fit all the way through. I know we'll get to him in a minute, but yeah, just having that trio back and Keith is kind of, he's kind of like stability that we kind of want from One Tree Hill. It was all a little bit haywire the last few episodes, all sorts of crazy things happening. And he's come back and it's kind of like, let's steady the ship now. Yeah, it doesn't matter that I've been in prison. It doesn't matter that I got arrested because I know it's all bollocks. I didn't, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm going to prove my innocence. Well, actually, I didn't even need to because they can't prove my guilt is what it is. Let's just crack on. And he's just, yeah, living his best life. Yeah, it's perfect. I I missed that he has an interaction with Lucas on the river court. This just, you know, lovely chat, lovely river court chat, which is just one of the best. I mean, Sophie, the river court as a scene setting, is it up there in your top three of One Tree Hill scenes setting? Definitely. It's not there anymore, is it? No, no. No, some of it's some of it's some of it's on my shelf, but yeah, yeah. and about (laughs) three hundred other people's shelves, I'm sure. But no, I think, but the because it was never there to begin with. Like it was, it was built for the show, and they used to have to re-tarmac it every year because it would be like cracking because it wasn't like done permanently. So I think it's just grass there now. Um, But are you coming in 2025? yeah <laughs> okay sure. I, I, even when i've asked people before i always re-ask because i think it's an easy thing to just say yeah of course i'm going but if you keep if we keep asking you and then it gets to the final hour like we will then the questions after that will be if people start saying no we'll say why not and they'll say because of this and we'll say okay so how do we resolve that because it's not acceptable to us 
unless all of our ravens are there. And on that piece of grass, um, and we will play basketball as if the river court actually is there and act out some scenes. Perhaps we could act out this exact scene. Maybe you should bring your piece of river court with you, mm-hmm. lay it down, and we'll bounce a ball on it like we're actually there. How good would I'll that feel? That. I'll do that. But I want to have a go. A bouncing it on the piece? Yeah. <laughs> Why is Not that a problem? I would I'd quite like everyone to have a go as well. Yeah, but everyone would wear a glove, wouldn't they? No. That's no glove, no access. It's <laughs> fair, isn't no it, glove. Sophie? No, no glove, oh, no access. <laughs> if someone, uh, maybe Mars should be there as well. If like if I saw someone, if we were just talking, like we we're casually talking, and that the piece of real, and I see some, a bit, someone's spit sort of fall out of their mouth, I fall. I imagine it's falling out onto the onto my piece. I'd be so upset. So would upset. you leave it there? The yeah, it's just back to where you came. <laughs> Pigeon. <laughs> now I'm imagining an actual pigeon comes over and poos and it lands on the exact piece of the uh, <laughs> devastate. I'm going to take some, uh, some mud from that spot into a little like vial, I've decided. <laughs> Will that get through customs? Uh, depends if they search your butt, because that's where I'm putting it, Dom. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Well, like you just said, no glove, no entry. <laughs> no. <laughs> Disgusting. I won't use you as a mule to bring back bits of mud. Okay. <laughs> just like the mud mule, not even a drug mule, just mud. <laughs> You're a mud mule. Not... Oh, Can you imagine? I'm like, what is this? Heroin? <laughs> no, I'm... it's <laughs> no. a piece of mud from. <laughs> Piece of basketball court that's not there anymore. <laughs> you might have you seen one? Soil. Have you seen One Tree Hill? <laughs> I'm so, so glad a... I'll be getting on a different flight. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear us say we do a podcast. It's called Tree Hill Talk. Okay, anyway, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, we got sidetracked. What, uh, Sophie? Can you paint the picture for us for the final bit where Dan's in the car? Great scene. Um, yeah, so the three of them are having dinner at the cafe and then it cuts to Dan, who's just parked outside in the rain. But, um, what I want to know is how did Keith get out there so quickly? And you don't even see him coming through the front door. Well, when you, when you see him get up from the table, you see him walk out. He says, oh, I gotta, I gotta do something for a second. And he goes mm. out to the, to the far corner. So maybe there's like a fire exit and he walks around the building. Because yeah. it kind of goes out that way, but yeah, it's quite it's quite interesting. I don't understand the line. <laughs> I hope you've got your pants on. I don't really. <laughs> Why? That's hilarious. Because he's saying he's like sitting there touching, like as if he was touching himself. <laughs> but what? It's just weird. It's, it's fucking that's, weird. That's the point. Well, <laughs> I think the point is people watching other people in cars that are meant that are like enemies or whatever it is weird and so i thought that was a hilarious line is he saying dan's into dogging (laughs) dan's flashing his interior lights (laughs) come on in (laughs) 
no gloves no entry <laughs> firstly that that might actually might need explaining because i don't know if that's like a uk terminology google it everyone google dogging uk <laughs> <laughs> do, do yeah, no, i actually wasn't familiar with that <laughs> i'm not gonna google it don't go explain it dom in polite no, terms i'm not explaining well it. you seem to know all about it so explain it <laughs> you seem to know more you were flashing your interior light <laughs> <laughs> i was to- i i heard russell brand uh explaining this to on joe rogan's podcast i don't listen to his podcast but i do quite enjoy russell brand so i was listening to him on it um and he was basically saying about how you know so forms some people in society have lost so so much touch with intimacy and um you know like the phenomenon of like pornography and all of these things have like perverted people's minds to so many different levels that you know regular sex is not enough for some people is what he was he was saying it much better but you know what what i'm saying and he's basically saying that there's this phenomenon in the uk that's called dogging which is basically where people will go to there's nothing to do with dogs people will go to random like car parks or laybys or whatever this is just strangers like unbeknownst and they will just like flash interior lights and do whatever and then people, random people would just have random sex. And that's it. That's what dogging. I don't know why it's called dogging. This is not something that I have any familiarity with. <laughs> I've, been, I've been with my wife for my entire adult life. So, you know, it's not something we do as a couple <laughs> or anything like that. <laughs> So more importantly, Dom, how do you know about dogging? And did I explain it correctly? Is there anything I missed? I think you explained it pretty correctly. I, I don't know if you missed anything because I'm I'm not an expert like you. Um, but it, it, you know, people people are weird. People talk. It's what happens. So is it this is this is not a thing in Australia? No, <laughs> it is now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I learned something today. There you go. Every day's a My boyfriend's going to be like, how's the podcast? And I'll be like, oh. <laughs> so early in <laughs> the morning new. as well. No, you say, to, say to him, Google dogging. Maybe downstairs in the car park. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, yeah. So Keith, my thought that Dan was dogging, but he obviously wasn't. But he says this, this isn't your life. Go home. It's Love quite sad, isn't it? It's quite sad. I mean, are we here to think that Dan is actually he's jealous. He wants to be in there and be the be the dad figure. Yeah, I'd quite like to talk about that when we get to Dan. Okay. I'll save my comments as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would just like to say that Keith gets so wet. Was he explain that walking back in? absolutely soaking what were you doing outside keith well, why are you so wet oh when i went to the loo fucking t- flush bloke broke it was covered in it the system fell off the wall he had a pipe fucking burst just covered it's like you know the bit in ace ventura when he goes <laughs> to the dolphin. bathroom and he falls in the shark tank oh shark and, tank, yeah then you seen ace ventura sophie no oh my gosh 
you what a great like call in sick after this and watch ace ventura and thank us later (laughs) done actually i to someone watching it for the first time in 2021 i don't know i mean i would still love it because it's nostalgic dom do you think it would hold up i don't know i'm not sure i think there'll be moments of it that are quite funny but i think it's probably a bit overdone isn't it it's jim carrey at his peak so cocaine was a thing in the 90s (laughs) (laughs) for him it was (laughs) no he wasn't on cocaine was he dominic surprised no not jim um well right so yeah um the predictions on keith dom then we can move on to Dan. I don't know, really. I think Dan is is continue is will continue to pursue the fact that he, um, that Keith is responsible for the fire uh, until somebody shows him or or proves otherwise or appears and takes the blame. Um, but Dan is the sort of person that when he if he if and when he finds out who actually tried to do it, he will hold that against them forever. Um. Uh, and it's the kind of thing Dan would do as well is just, is actually man- work out who it is or find out who it was and then use that to make them love him. You know, you have to be, be my happy wife, because if you're not, I'll tell the police you tried to kill me and I've got the evidence to prove it. And yeah, that's where it will go, I think. But with Keith, I think it's just continue to pursue that happy life and there'll be roadblocks thrown in the way at every possible junction with, um, with Karen but it'll be nice if they have a couple of episodes so like from to the episode we could watch today so when you get from 13 to like hopefully the end of the season they just kind of have a nice kind of easy ride but I almost think that Andy might reappear suddenly suddenly got a visa and he can like turn up and cause a few problems and make Karen a little bit wobbly and, and not know what to do but it'll be enough impetus for him to go okay and leave and then not come back and that'll kind of sign off Andy a bit better but I'll have to wait and see, I guess. Be interested, like, should we cover Karen next? Because it's kind of like the, the easy flow, because her involvement is all with Keith. So it's kind of, kind sure. of an easy, easy touch point. Sure. Well, Sophie, was there something that you wanted to add? I could see it. No, that was it, actually. Oh, he got it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're happy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Con- <laughs> continue with your flow then, Dom. Well, it's, it's just to say that Karen, you know, is encouraging Lucas to go to school to have the chat with guidance council with the guidance counselor about colleges and his future, and then that's when Dan interrupts. And yeah, it's it's just one of those touch points where Dan has that that really good interaction, and she's like, "He's your brother for God's sake! Why are you doing this?" And he's like, "Exactly, he's my brother, and he should know better." And um, it, it's that moment where he says, "You know, if you play with." fire you're gonna get burnt and um Karen just sort of plays the I don't know really she just kind of pushes back as much as possible at um at Dan and then when Keith appears and is there she's like giggly teenager um which is quite nice to see it's nice that she's kind of enjoying herself and again she's someone that now will kind of want to enjoy this moment and, and start living her kind of best life as well. You know, Lucas is old enough for her to, you know, not have to really worry about him. 
too much and i mean she's always going to worry because she's a mother and that's what they do but she can at least go out with keith it's someone that's familiar doesn't have to be introduced to lucas although he made some really good jokes about that throughout the episode you know it's just she had just some really nice points you know defending keith uh, defending their relationship and that's that's kind of it from karen for me i don't really remember her doing anything special okay can, can I pose a question to both to both of you? I mean, pose it to, to Sophie first. Why what is it that is different with Karen, how she's finding Keith now? If we take it back to I can't remember if it was season one, maybe. I think it was like midway through season one when she went on that date with Larry and they went to the football field and blah blah blah. And then Dan, uh, Dan, sorry, and then Keith like proposed to her out of nowhere and all that sort of stuff. But she wasn't really like vibes in with him like that or looking at him in that kind of way, like maybe a little bit, but not really. And then there was that, then all the jewel stuff happened and then there was the separation and, and now she's seeing him different. So why do you think, what has created this change for her? Definitely just from losing him for that time and especially just seeing him hit rock bottom probably made her realise how much she loves him. And then just that time without him and, like, no one knew where he was, no one knew if he was okay. And, yeah, definitely just from that distance. Now she's like, I'm not wasting any time. Jump on it. Jump, jump on it and flash <laughs> them interior lights. Let's go. Get the Mustang yeah. ready. Is that, how, is that how you see it as well, Dom? I, I can't, like, Keith's come back with this newfound confidence, hasn't he? And, um, you know, he's spent the night in prison and everybody loves a bad boy. So I guess she's just <laughs> picking up on that vibe. Um, I, I, I think that connection has always been there, hasn't it? You know, they talk about their history and he he's talked about loving Karen for forever and now that has come out you know even though it, pro- it came out a season and a half ago um that kind of seals that bond doesn't it and that and just makes her really aware of how he's feeling and he did hit rock bottom and he kind of had to hit rock bottom to reset and, and move forward and, and this is him moving forward and she's kind of absence has really made the heart grow fonder this is you know absolutely made her go I tried with Andy, he disappeared. I went over there, couldn't make it work because I've got feelings with someone else that have always been there. I've just been too scared to act on it. But, you know, maybe now is the right time. And I suppose, you know, having a younger child um, and then bringing in someone who isn't their dad to then be the dad can be difficult and it's a hard decision. And she wanted to kind of grow her business on her own as well as be, you know, the, the... great mother she's turned out to be and, and that she is um and didn't want to kind of muddy the water you know make it a bit murky and cloudy she just wanted to have that life of lucas and her cafe but now maybe now's the right time for her and it's just to to accept the truth accept that you know she has always loved keith and yeah she's she just wants to go for it as well and give it a try well said so <laughs> what about you uh- yeah, no, I agree. I think it's the I think it's the time away that's really done it. And yeah, seeing him at his worst and it, like she was pining for him, like sending him the long emails, him just giving the 
thanks or I'm good. I can't remember what he what it was that he said. Um, but you know, the one word response and whatever. And I think, yeah, absence makes the heart grow fonder. I think that's that's what it is. And then yeah, him coming back with this new confidence as well. So I think you both uh you both got it there. But I think I just want to mention on Karen just before we move on to Dan then is that I think it can't be understated how good the chemistry is between Chad Michael Murray and Moira Kelly. I think that we're used to it because um, from the beginning of the show, but it's nice to have little moments with them, like when he's sort of joking around and before her date and saying, you know, oh, let me make sure his intentions are honorable and all those kind of things. It's like, it's such a nice, happy setup um, and comforting vibes i mean do you do you feel that way sophie or you don't give a shit <laughs> no definitely oh i don't give a shit there Next. we go <laughs> <laughs> no um it kind of reminds me how they were in season one as mm. well like we're starting to get more moments with them back just the two of them and especially now with keith back as well yeah love it and dom is keith and karen end game like are we talking this is that it will be them it might be people come in and people come out and hurdles and whatever but you know like how you you think that lucas and peyton are going to end up together eventually we're talking end of season nine are they together yeah um i I like to think that both of them make it to the end of season nine as well because sometimes with parents in a show they might go Actually, you know, by season seven, season eight, that's kind of the end of the road for you because the kids will be older. So I'm kind of guessing that next year's a college year. So let's say we've got three years of college. So we've got season four, five and six is is like college years potentially. Um, And then after that, seven, eight, nine is kind of like getting a job and growing up years. So there might be less of like Karen and Keith in those years. Um, they might pop in like for like how Royal and is it May? What was, what was her name? Royal and May, I think. Sure. sure. <laughs> Royal and Dan's mum. Mrs. Scott, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe they'll be slightly less frequent. I mean, the cafe is always going to be there, but, you know, maybe it's they don't visit as often because there's other stuff going on, you know trick might be massive by then and Peyton is running it fully solo and well they've got another club or they've got this or they've got that you know something's going on there where Karen doesn't always need to be involved so I I hope that's not the case though I'd love to see them stick it out all the way to the end of season nine because they're like they could be like a super power couple and and it, it could even be that Karen runs for mayor again one day and wins and you know beats down to it and Keith decides that actually, you know what? There's no, there's no um, Dan Scott Motors anymore. So we're going to have Keith Scott Motors. I'm going to start my own shop and garage, and Lucas is going to run the garage for me or something like that, you know, and, and just build his own empire. And it will be, it will be Karen that supports him with that. Kind of, kind of like the opposite way to like it was Deb's money that supported Dan, but they'll do it the right way, you know, and they'll do it together. Maybe it'll be Karen and Keith Scott Motors, something like that. That would be great. I'd love to see that. Just really stick it to Dan and be like, you know what? You lost your opportunity because it burnt down and you didn't do anything quick enough. You became mayor. So we're going to take it on. I like that. Well, let's 
move on to Dan. So Sophie, talk to us about Dan in this one. Yeah, it's so true what you said before. He just kind of like just shows up a little bit in each character's and then just, you know, drops a bomb, leaves. <laughs> but, um, who do we see after Keith? I think he's with, is it the scene with Haley? He's, yeah, he's in Haley's dream first. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> just say he's dead, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> he's 86, <laughs> yo. What, what is 86? I don't know. I, I was thinking, oh. I know a one eight seven is murder. Because um, <laughs> I, I thought maybe it's that's like the police code. If it's a one eighty seven, one eight seven, it's murder. But I was like, I don't know, eighty six. Maybe it's like a police thing. Sophie, no do you know? No, no idea. Okay, well, I thought it was maybe like to do with heart rate, but then I was like, oh well, he's flatlining, so it's not eighty six. <laughs> <laughs> if someone knows please let us know at ravenshoops.net uh well you know where the links are below where he yeah he's got a few hasn't he he's got the one he's got that one and he sees Haley in real life at the sun-kissed vending machine do you want to talk to us about that one i'm noticing the sun kiss so much more now on this watch but um yeah what does he say He's, does he he calls her Peyton, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, yeah. can't keep up with Nathan's many girlfriends. And, oh, yeah, and then he tells her that he paid Nathan to work with Chris. And he's like, how's my song going? And, oh, yeah. Um, and since Nathan's been such a good little boy. Um, but, yeah, yeah, so that causes a bit of drama with Nathan Haley. Um, yeah, he's just yeah planting seeds. He's so good at he's so good at the smug insults that like aren't really insults. Like the the one, well, they are insults, but playing it off as if it's not. Like when he's like, "Oh, don't worry, I'll probably call the next one you," you know, for the so good, so good. (laughs) Dom, you love this stuff, don't you? You live and breathe. (laughs) dan scott on the screen tell me i'm wrong you're not wrong you're absolutely right and he he honestly there's there's episodes where he really makes it you know sometimes an episode could be could be not so great because of what's going on or the story i'm you know not particularly enjoying a storyline of a particular character and dan can change it like that you know and really whip the episode into shape and there's there's so many different moments in this whole episode one that really sticks out is when he's talking to to Karen and Lucas at the beginning and and Lucas confronts him and he says Keith didn't do it he wasn't there and he's like uh Keith didn't do it and he's like how do you know were you there and (laughs) just the way he says it it's just like were you there and it's just like I know you were there because you've told me you're the one that pulled me out the fire but Karen doesn't and you know I've got this information I will use it against you you know I've got the the heart issue I will use that against you you know he's just perfect but the when watching this episode was the the first time in a while that I thought how lonely is Dan he's so lonely he's so alone nobody wants him nobody wants anything to do with him nobody can say anything nice about him you know not even the scout wants to talk to him how lonely is his existence and particularly from this episode, everyone he comes into contact with 
just says, not interested, go away, not interested, go away at every point. You know, there's a fantastic bit where he approaches Nathan. He's like, Nathan, I've got great news. And he's like, what, I'm adopted? And it's just like, bang, you know, straight in his face. Uh, he, he talks That's- to Whitey and Whitey like, oh, the mayor is talking to me. And you know, you know, I just honestly, some of the answers back to him were, were brilliant. But the way he, he was coming across was fantastic. And yeah, I, I just, I always just want more Dan, but I couldn't help but feel really sorry for him in this episode that as much as he's a bastard and he's the villain i just felt bad for him and at the end he looked just heartbroken he looked gutted and i can't help but feel that he'll twist that into more you know evil plots and being pure you know vindictive to to just everyone and anyone but yeah i just just felt really really sorry for dan in this episode do you feel sorry for him, Sophie? In that end scene, I do. Yeah, like it is, you do feel bad just seeing him sit there staring at um Karen and Lucas. But um, have you listened to the Drama Queens episode with Paul Johansson? Oh, okay. Because no. he he does say with them that um, like he played Dan like um that everything he does is just because he loves Lucas and Nathan so deeply. So it always gets me thinking about that now. But um, I was thinking when Dan was sitting there in the car that he was thinking, like, everything I've done has been for nothing because I'm still here and the three of them are still together, you know? Mm. Mm. His performances are unreal. Um, and that, that's great, like, to hear what you just said there. I, I haven't... I'm. Mm not up to date on drama queens but the mm. uh to have them insights like that it's so interesting that to you know that he's taking it to that level it's not just his interpreting what his what's on the page and then putting a performance to it is also taking things that are even deeper than that and historical parts and putting that into the performance so it's amazing what would be really interesting for me would be to see Dan's dreams. So we see Haley's dreams quite a lot and sometimes Peyton's and we know the angel of death has popped up in her dreams and made her feel like shit and um, kind of gives her a taste of her own medicine. But what would be great is to see Dan's dreams and not only from a kind of self-reflective point of view, but from a, this is what I want point of view. And I think if we were to see that, we would see him sitting at that table with Lucas and Karen and Nathan would walk in and join them. And there'd be no one else. There'd be no Deb, no Keith, you know, no Whitey. It'd just be them. Him sitting in the jacket that you now own. Um, My feet are resting on him right now. (laughs) Nice. Uh, You know, chilling with his two boys and his, you know, soon-to-be wife, Karen. Can I I be there? (laughs) We might as well. Can I be there? You know where where the sun-kissed machine was at the back? Yeah. you're just in front of that. So you're kind of like behind the bar and you're leaning, you're leaning yeah. in, you're sort of resting on your chin and you're just looking mm-hmm. at them all lovingly. <laughs> and they, okay. and they, appre- they appreciate that you're there. Can you be there? But just like giving me a sort of a bat massage. While <laughs> I'm outside in the rain with my trousers off. <laughs> <laughs> and mouth walks past and goes, I've got something bigger than that. <laughs> Everyone's like, well, of course you do. It's a behemoth. <laughs> good use of the word i like it sophie we're conscious that we don't have much time with you left so we want to get your judgments um i know that we you won't hear ours until 
you know, once we later, but we want to hear yours. So who, so this is going to be just all focused on you right now. You're in the hot seat. (laughs) Who's your favorite performer of this episode? Keith. Is it Craig or Craig Shepard? Craig Shepard, yeah. But they, Craig they, Shepherd, yeah. We we all say it Craig, but I think they say it Craig, don't they? But mm. you know, same, same. Yeah, I think it has to go to him. Like, I just love, yeah, like we say, like how he's um he's come back and just has that new confidence and he plays it so well. And just that scene with Dan at the start um in prison was just hilarious. Just every delivery of the lines was so good. So goes to him. It's a great choice. What about your favourite character? Yeah, I'm going to have to say Keith as well. I'm doubling up. Doubling up. Honourable mention to Peyton, because you guys have to admit she had a good episode. It was a good Peyton episode. We're better on Peyton. If anything, Brooke's taking a bit more of the Peyton slot these days. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, do you disagree with that? You think Brooke's fine? Well, we haven't got to her in this episode. My gosh. No, I do agree. Um, And I know it's made me realise, like, Brooke kind of does go a bit back this season. Like, I never really thought of it like that before. But, yeah. She's pretty mean. <laughs> but that's okay because that's truer to real life. It's not like we mm. all just have one instant epiphany at one age and then we're just on an upward trajectory forever. It's a constant up and down, up and down, up and down, lessons, lessons, and we move forward. You know, it all mistakes, rakes to the face. It all happens, you know. Domi, you ask you ask a question. Uh, okay, so did you have a favorite song of the episode? I loved the end song. It's um, I still listen to it to this day. Um, "Life After Love" by Lovers Diamond. Yeah, I'm a sucker for an ending montage. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah, I like that song. That's a good choice. Do you do you know? I know that there's like a million One Tree Hill playlists and OTHmusic.com and all these, whatever, .org, whatever it is, all of these places. I would, I wish that I could go back to the start of our podcast and note down all of the choices. This is selfish, but just all the choices that I made so I could put them into, I could download them all because I only keep track of the end rating. Um, but most of those montage songs are usually my choices so, mate, does that exist somewhere out there, people? Is there just a playlist of all the end montage One Tree Hill songs? Let us know. I used to have um, a One Tree Hill playlist when I was, like, 13 and discovered the show. It was back on my iPod back in the day, but I would listen to it every night when I'd go to sleep. <laughs> Love that. Mm. Love that. That's That's my jams. <laughs> I'm a 13-year-old Australian girl. <laughs> <laughs> knew it. <laughs> <laughs> you always knew. Go on, Dom, hit another one. Okay. Uh, 
who was your favorite or who did you notice as your favorite background performer one line or less I'm always really bad at noticing the background performers but um I did notice when Nathan got forced to sit down in the game there was a guy sitting behind him and yeah his face was like <laughs> not that you can <laughs> yeah no I just noticed him what about your favourite line of the episode? Whitey's line when he says to Dan, um, ooh, May is talking to me. What an honour. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, Perfect. And then last but not least, the precious, precious rating. So obviously we can't say what ours would be, but did you have a number in your mind before we started this conversation? Yes. Did it increase or decrease during the duration of the conversation? It has stayed the same. Okay. Ready? You say it on three. <laughs> One, two, three. Nine. Okay. And can you give us how hard would you fight for a nine? Like as in, would, could, would you be easily swayed down to an eight? easily swayed up to a 10 i'd be easily convinced to a 10 i was actually going to give it a 10 but um when i first watched it but then i was thinking like the only reason why i wouldn't give it a 10 is that it's not up there with some other big episodes like their season finales and other huge episodes that are 10s but yeah i would fight hard for it to be a nine okay you know what I will do for you, Sophie. I will put you on my shoulders because I know that it will be me fighting that fight. And I know that he will be doing everything he can to bring this podcast down into ruins because he is the devil. I'm counting on you. El Diablo. <laughs> I, I will. I will ensure it um i if i have to he's in his new apartment now which is lovely but if i need to i will dan scott motors burn that shit to the <laughs> ground with him inside it did you leave a note for everything you've done i no, i just say it and there's no mask or anything i say hey i want you to remember this this is for you not giving it a nine or a ten and i like kick him one final time in the face so he's unconscious so he stays in there and Jesus i go around Christ. to his parents and that's where my alibi is at and i'll say well i couldn't have done it i was with his mom and dad all night <laughs> in your spare room that you're now renting <laughs> your mom's like it smells like smoke <laughs> say Hey, I've got a Ravens coming in a minute. They won a competition to put you in a headlock. Sure. <laughs> I'm joking. I love and respect your parents, please. I won't burn you alive, I promise. Well, thank you. Thank you for letting me live. <laughs> Only if you give the rating we want. <laughs> well, Sophie, no. Oh God, it starts early. Sophie, it is always such a pleasure. Um, I uh, the episode we did last season was one of my favorites, not because not Dom, not because you weren't there for the most of it, but we spent a good amount of time talking about Lost, and it got me so hyped and wanting to do yeah. Lost as the next one. And I just, uh, yeah, I always enjoy conversing with you. So uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it being early there as well. 
Uh, yeah, always a pleasure. Anytime. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, it was lovely to and speak to you. say nice things about Peyton while I'm gone. Oh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you for joining us and it, it means a lot. And thank you and hopefully get to talk to you soon. Yes, sounds good. Thank you so much. Stay away from lay buyers, okay? Watch out for flashing lights. <laughs> we'll do. Google dogging. <laughs> Don't Google it. Stay, <laughs> stay safe. See you later. <laughs> Thank you. And that was Sophie, just like that. And just like that enters Ashley. Wow. As if it was planned. Boom. Yes. Ashley's coming on to the Zoom. Boom. There is Ashley. I'm trying. Can you hear us? Can you see us? She can see us. She can can hear us? Yep. Oh, great. You're in. Ashley, how's it going? Nice to meet you. You too. Well, this is Dom. Dom, Ashley, (laughs) Ashley, Dom. Hello, Ashley. Hello. Ashley, have Thank you joined you. us on our on our watch along before? You have, haven't you? Once. Once. Yeah. I remember. Are you in One time. I want to say Michigan. Yep. Yeah, because yeah. Simon was wearing the Michigan basketball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember That's now. Right. Right. Well, Good it's times. nice to see you again. Thanks. And I see the One Tree Hill DVDs behind there. Perfect. What what are the ones on the other side behind you? The this side. This side? Um yeah. they're like concert DVDs. Oh, nice. Yeah, not a TV show. And they're always there, I swear. I didn't just put them there. But I did choose (laughs) to sit here for that reason. (laughs) Perfect. Well, we got to go straight in on the history, on everything. We want to maximize our time with you. Well, first and foremost, thank you so much for for joining us. And thank you for being part of our community and supporting everything. Uh, We thank, yes, thank you. Humbled. (laughs) Awesome to do this. Don, what are you laughing at? (laughs) <laughs> just giggling because i'm being nice to people this, <laughs> so this is so this rare. is why i'm not nice to you be quiet if, right dom be quiet and call him colonel and you'll be all set okay <laughs> i swear to god you're getting so big for your boots because you've got oh, i've got my own apartment now I'm my own big man now. I'll come around and ball gag you and light it on fire. I've just told you this. Oh, God. Sorry, Ashley. He's so disrespectful. Can you apologize to Ashley, please, Dom? Ashley, I'm so sorry. I won't do it again. I forgive you. No big deal. Thank you. <laughs> what? Ashley. Yes. How, how did One True Hill enter your life? Um... So I watched the very first episode, like when it aired mm. originally, and I didn't love it. <laughs> and I stopped and I didn't watch it again for a long time. And then I was in college second year. So I was like 19. And I don't remember who told me to watch it, honestly. And I was like, fine, I'll watch it. I went to like the video store <laughs> and rented like the first two DVDs of season one and like loved it went and bought the first three seasons and like binged them 
and then bought, got the fourth season for Christmas that year, binged the whole fourth season over like the end of whatever Christmas break, and then started watching season five, like when it originally aired in January. So, and then I just watched it ever since. How many times would you say you've seen the whole show in its entirety? Um, like probably less than 10, more than five, like seven, eight, somewhere in there would be my, my estimate. Okay. But I watched you- it a lot in college. So like I watched it and then somebody would be like, oh yeah, I want to watch it. So I'd like watch it with them. And then somebody else would be like, oh, I want to watch it. And then I'd like watch it with them. So, and they'd watch like a few episodes without me or whatever. But for the most part, probably close to 10, probably seven, eight would be my guess. Would you say, is it something that you, you think you'll continue to revisit, you know, like throughout your life, like every couple of years or once a year or something like it would just be in continual rotation? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely times when I'm like, Oh, there's this show I really want to watch. And then I just like, can't focus enough to like watch it because I got other things going on. So like, one tree hill will just be like the background noise because i know what's happening i know everything that's coming like i don't need to pay that much attention to it um so there's definitely things i like skip like shows that i don't watch and i just watch this just as background (laughs) so probably i mean it's been you know over 10 years that i've you know been watching it so probably and do you have a favorite season of the show um four and eight on popular opinion i know i just there's episodes 11 through 14 of season eight are like some of my favorite of the whole series like that stretch so the fact that they're like in order like those ones i think it just is why i like it so much probably i like the i like other episodes in the season too but those in particular are like some of my favorite and Dom needs to know your favorite character. As long as it's, um, as long as it's someone he hasn't been no. introduced to yet. No, yeah. No, it's people he's been introduced to. Honestly, I always feel like I have to pick from like the core five, right? I feel like everyone always picks from the core five. But I think my favorite, like the people I get most excited about are like Whitey, um, Skills, mm. and I love Chris Keller. <laughs> I just do. I didn't used to, but as I gotten older, the more I watch it, I appreciate him. That's a great trio. Dom, that's yeah. a great trio, right? That is a, a power trio, isn't it, really? You know, Skills needs to reappear again. He's probably like locked himself in the art block at school or whatever. But yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I, I love Brooke, but I feel like I feel like you have to pick somebody from <laughs> you know, the main cast, but I'd rather, I mean, I get excited, but she's always on camera. So when other people that aren't on camera as much, I get more excited. And Chris Keller, I mean, I was just thinking he, he maybe he needs to be pop Funko and part of the, the gang up here. Cause uh, yeah, he's awesome. I've, I've got Y.E. and skills already because um, yeah, he needs to be added. Well, um, and then Dom, <laughs> Our other questions we need to know about Ashley. Obviously, Ashley is a first-time, uh, first-time Raven on the pod, so we need to know the other two. Uh, first and foremost, we need your top five TV shows 
Let's, this is desert island stuff. You're, you're, this is all you can watch. Oh. You got to pick these five. What, what are they? I'm in One Tree Hill. Obviously, has anyone not picked One Tree Hill in their top five? A few people have they? No, we no, haven't think, let think, anyone do that. I think Tahani is the only one. She didn't choose One Tree Hill. I'm pretty sure Did she, she take pick... it back. I'm Was she like sure she, she didn't pick One Tree Hill? Pretty sure. I don't think we would have let that happen. Did Kiri? I don't think Kiri did. I was it a, like, I'm not going to pick One Tree Hill because obviously it's One Tree Hill, so here are other five. It Maybe must be. It Basically, must the be. Brits <laughs> didn't pick we should just change the question. Top five without One Tree Hill. No, no. They, well, I mean, you could, if you wanted to, we could make that a rule that One Tree Hill is default, so you can give another five. But yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, but One Tree Hill would be in your top five. Yeah, One Tree Hill, um, Dexter. Oh, yeah. Um, Criminal Minds, White Collar, and then... Alabama. Yeah. And Hillary Burton's in it. And Hillary Burton, yeah. For a little bit. Um, and I think... I have a hard time with, like, a last one, but I, th- I think I'll have to pick Roseanne. Because it is a show that I go back to a lot just because I was too young for it when it came out. I was like, I don't even know when it came out. I was probably like being born. Like it was probably like really, <laughs> like I was pretty little. And my parents watched it, I remember, and I like wasn't allowed to watch it when they were watching it. And um, I watched it as an adult and just, I don't know, it's not for everybody, the humor, but I just find it really funny. <laughs> I used to and love her. And she's Rosanne. crazy. Like, she's a psycho. Let's be honest. But, like, I just appreciate that show. <laughs> like, she's crazy, but I love it. And, like I said, the humor's not for everybody. Some people get really offended. I have friends who are like, it's just not funny. And I'm like, but it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're wrong. But it's fine. We can still be friends. <laughs> I don't I don't really remember anything specifically about it. But I do remember... I've got an older sister uh, who there's like a seven year age gap. So mm-hmm. I remember when I was little, like it's the sort of thing that she would watch. And, um, but yeah, I, I just remember really liking John Goodman in it, but I don't really remember much, yeah. much else. From I mean, it. it's just like a family sitcom, but some of the humor is just a little aggressive, like almost it kind of like maybe even borderlines on like, verbal abuse but it's like done and supposed to be like a very like comical way have you seen american housewife which is like a newer okay well it's like it's very similar it reminds me of like a new age roseanne like there's things like you would never say it's almost like she's saying the things that you think but would never say out loud right and she's saying it out loud which is why it's funny (laughs) in my opinion but and White Collar is a show that uh, I watched with my wife. Uh, we didn't, uh, I didn't finish it, but she did. Not because I didn't like it, but just because it became like one of her shows. But she was, is, was, is obsessed with Matt Bowman. Oh, um, I love it. It's yeah, great. he he should. Uh, there was a whole thing that, but he should be Superman, right? Before they got Henry Cavill. Cavill. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I heard that. I don't really pay attention to many of the superhero like movies. I know nothing about it, but I feel like I heard heard that somewhere. And Dom, you wind. were nodding nodding along with 
uh, about white collars. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. I love white collar. <laughs> Maureen has messaged me a few times about white collar because she was watching it and kind of blasting her way through it. And I'd forgotten Hillary Burton was in it. And then like um, Maureen had sent me a screenshot, of course, because that's what she does. Oh. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, of course, Hillary Burton was in it. And, and yeah, I watched White Collar quite a long time ago. Um, and I've actually watched it a couple of times. I think it's I think it's yeah. really good. I'm really into mm. it. I like yeah, it. I think I watched it at least two, maybe more. The only thing the only one I haven't rewatched from my list is Criminal Minds. But it's just so long. <laughs> so many seasons. <laughs> And it just finished not that long ago. Like, I feel like I just finished it because I went, like, I watched it when I lived with my parents and they had cable and then I didn't have cable and I couldn't watch it. So I like, by the time I caught up, it was like two years after it had ended or a year after it had ended. So I feel like it hasn't been that long, but there's so many seasons. That's the only one of your five that I haven't seen before Criminal Minds. Is it like, like a law and order sort of thing? Yeah, it's like a crime show. They're like in the FBI and just, you know, solving murders. See, it's a lot of like serial killer kind of stuff. And and Dex, Dex is about to come back for the next, for the new season, right? Are you excited about that? Um, I am excited, but I'm also like weary of <laughs> what it's going to be. I mean, Deb's my favorite character, like hands down, love her. And so I'm just curious, like, how that's going to go. Like, I don't, we'll see. Mm. Hopefully they do it justice. That's the hope. <laughs> My wife and I rewatched it uh, all the, like, through her third trimester. And it was mm-hmm. it's very, like, reminiscent of uh, just as our son was going to be born, which is odd because, you know, it's a show about a serial killer. But, <laughs> a uh, but she won't watch the last season. Um, and I yeah. want to watch the last season because I want to yeah. get up to date to watch the the next yeah. one, you know. But notoriously, mm-hmm. it's not got the greatest ending. So hopefully, this yeah. will right that wrong. I mean, how did you feel about the last season? I didn't love it. It wasn't my favorite. I mean, if I was going to rewatch it, I would watch it just because it's you know part of the sh- show. But it's not my favorite. I do think the first like four five seasons are probably the best it's actually been a while since i've watched it like i should probably re i mean i don't have time to rewatch it before it comes out because it's like less than a month but yeah it's it definitely was really great and then i feel like it went downhill a little bit and i'm hoping it becomes really great again <laughs> we'll see you're a dex you're a dexter fan dom as well right yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, I, I think I need to rewatch it. Um, I did, I, the last season was just trash in my eyes, and I didn't even know they were doing another another season. So I think if I could, mm. if I get to rewatch it and then watch the final season, that'd be quite good. Sh- Chicago Fire update for you. I'm up to date. I'm up <laughs> to date. You are. It's, it's you now, are. It, I'm now having to wait on a weekly basis for it to for it to come out. And like season ten, episode five will be the next one. I'm just waiting now. And and so in the meantime, I, I've completed Squid Game as well. Oh my god! Nine, nine episodes done, <laughs> easy. I, I then I then watched eight episodes or nine episodes of this um, American football high school thing that was on Netflix as well. Just just smashing my way through things, my Wait, friend. What watch what watch, <laughs> uh, what, watch Maid? We started watching Maid. It's really good on Netflix. Okay, you'll like um, it. I think. 
Have you seen I'll that one? It. I'll finish it before you. <laughs> Jesus, you probably will. I think it's only like 10 episodes. <laughs> That's Monday. <laughs> He's sick, Ashley. He's sick. Does he even go to work? I mean, I... I, I genuinely do. <laughs> he has he has a full time job. I know. I'm questioning it though. <laughs> I don't understand. Please, up? please don't tell my boss. <laughs> it's, it's what you said the other day. It's about being able to watch things and do other things. I can't do it. Like I can't multitask to a single thing at all. I no, sorry, I can to only one thing. I can't do two things. So. I, I, when I'm watching something, I have to be doing nothing else. So it's like I have a very small window. You just have a better mind than me. Are you happy? Yeah. Yes. Immensely. He's giving you the win. <laughs> well, let let's dive into to One Tree Hill because we uh we wanna we wanna make the most of this. So we we just had on. Are you, are you up to date on our podcast? By the way, Ashley. Mm-hmm. I am. That's perfect (laughs) i listened to it on my way to and from work for a few days because it only takes me about 20 minutes to get to work so (laughs) i like that it's that's good so maybe we're doing you for like a week's worth pretty much right it depends i do a lot of driving so sometimes i can listen to it it's like i'm gonna go to work come back then go to work come back like in the same day multiple times so i get a decent amount Done. I try to do it all in one day if I can, but I can't always. I like the idea of that. Our voices are being projected in, you know, Michigan <laughs> and in, on the, on the road somewhere. That's kind of crazy. That's awesome. I love it. Well, Imagine being um, stopped at traffic lights next to someone, and all you hear is Karen in the <laughs> coming from their car. <laughs> Make sure I listen to it with my windows rolled up. (laughs) People aren't like, what is she listening to? For your safety, probably. Yes. Yes. Um, Well, okay. So we've, um, we had uh, Sophie on uh, just before. So we've talked about some of the characters, um, Mm -hmm. but we obviously haven't talked about all of them. Um, We've spoken about Karen, Keith and Dan uh, which well, we, well, when we get to our judgment section, we'll be able to talk for anyone that you didn't get to, you know, give your perspective on. Um, mm-hmm. Who would you like to talk about? Got Lucas, Brooke, Peyton, uh, Mouth. Uh, who else? Tons. Whitey. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about Lucas and his uh, horrible outfit choices. <laughs> hate it so much let's start there tell us tell us about them i hate it so much the long sleeves that's like it like hangs off of his hand and like the shirt hangs out from underneath his other i just hate it he needs a haircut i just hate the whole thing i never realized how much i dislike it until now like till rewatching it recently do you think it's him? I think it's Chad in real life is going through like a phase of, oh, I'm going to wear clothes like this and do my hair like this. Cause it makes no sense for the characters to suddenly have this change. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it's funny. just like every time it's on screen, I'm like, why are you wearing that? I mean, I know part of it is like the times, like I get it. Cause like I was in high school at the same time. And so some of it is like reminiscent of like what boys wore in high school like when i was in high school but yeah now looking back i'm like 
I just don't like it. <laughs> you just don't like it. If you yeah. do the worst outfit, that would be, that's my, that's my pick for like the worst clothing choice. <laughs> Dom. I think you did it on one episode and then never did it again, but it's my choice. I think maybe we need to do like one per season, do like just a fashion episode where we talk about the fashion <laughs> of the season, highlights, lowlights, and uh, yeah. What Dom, how are you feeling about about Lucas in this one, baggy clothes and all? I mean, once he had his shirt and tie on, it was kind of all right. Uh, he still looked very unkept, didn't he? He doesn't have the same smart sort of swagger that Nathan has and can hold he he kind of looks like he just rolled out of bed in in everything he's wearing you know even when it's smart wear um sometimes he does do that yeah true yeah very (laughs) and i do think it is chad that's picking this i think i think wardrobe probably go this is kind of what we want you to wear but he kind of chooses how he wears it and adds to it and puts his own spin on it it's like oh i think my character would wear this and it's just like oh okay mate what the yeah, f- I bet I bet wardrobe had more to say on what the females were wearing than what the males were wearing. I don't think they cared as much, probably. Oh, yeah, would probably, be my, yeah. my assumption. Well, if we talk about some of his storyline, I mean, he, so we're, it all sort of comes back to the guidance counselor in this one, you know, it, before we get to the mm-hmm. game and everything. And Lucas is saying about how, you know, he could probably get into college based upon uh, his academic, you know, Mm -hmm. scores and grades and all of that. But he really wants to play basketball and this, that and the other. Uh, I mean, and then where, where else do we really get him? We get him obviously playing the game. And he plays really, really well. He's killing it in this game. Like he's really stepping up to the mark. He's obviously not taking his HCM medication. I mean, yeah. How do, do you enjoy the basketball in the show, Ashley? Um, yeah, I yeah, I don't mind it. I think it's I think it's a big part of the show. Obviously, like I'm not in my like real life. I'm not like a big basketball fan. I don't really care one way or the other about it. But, um for the show i mean i i enjoy all the basketball scenes any any sports show that has like sports in it i enjoy that aspect so i mean i wouldn't know if they were like i had this many rebounds and like i said i would be like cool like i wouldn't know like what is a good you know mark basketball is just not my my sport i enjoy fiction i enjoy fictional sports more than real sports i think is is a good way of putting it i mean i do enjoy basketball obviously but i like you know american football i know nothing about but i love american football movies and tv shows and all of those things because of the drama that adds to it yeah i like football and i i mean i can watch football i understand the rules and stuff like that i'm more of a baseball fan so that's kind of what i that's what i follow yeah, baseball is cool. Um, <laughs> Dom, the Lucas gets to the game. He's not taking the HCM medication, uh, but that doesn't seem to be stopping. He's playing. This is vintage Lucas, right? To his in his playing standards. What well, what I don't really get from the previous episodes is why I know the HCM was slowing him down, but why the chest pains and stuff appeared to be a problem. So if it had he not had 
the test, he never would have known he would have had HCM. And then it keeps coming up that he's having chest pains or he's struggling and stuff like that. I think that was the medication. The medication was slowing him down. And I think the chest pains maybe were coming from the medication trying to slow him down and him trying to beat it, overdo it. I'm assuming that's my guess. I really don't know. I'm not a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's not my job. Um, That's just my, that's what I got from it was like the whole point of the medication is to like slow you down. I can't, I can't help but feel that on Haley's journey as well for this episode and, and her dream sequence at the beginning that he will, he'll come up against this at some point. There, there'll be some issue and it, it will happen probably in the next few episodes because it says quite vividly in her dream that she's not a good friend for not stopping. So the guidance counselor in the dream says, you're not a good friend because you didn't stop your, you know, Lucas from playing basketball, even though you knew he was ill and needed medication. Um so surely that's got, you know, in my head, that's got to be played out and worked on in the next couple of episodes, at least. You know, I know she brings it up later on, but there has to be something more than just asking about it. So something needs to happen to him. Well, I've, I've discussed the, the only way of fixing this would be some sort of transplant. And I, I can't see that happening. You know, maybe Dan would get a transplant because he's got the money behind it, but he wouldn't pay for Lucas because he's a bit of a bastard. So um yeah uh, i actually feel like like lucas is the one being a bad friend through the whole thing because i feel like he put this on Haley. this whole this information tells her and it's like a big deal right this is like life and death like you can die but yet he's like choosing to not take his medication to like continue to play so she has this knowledge but yet he's not doing anything in his power to keep himself alive I guess like to I feel like he just I feel like it's a lot of uh it's a lot to put on a friend to be like I'm gonna tell you this really important thing that's happening that's life and death and you can't tell anybody but like I'm not gonna do anything to like help myself I just feel like it puts her in a really bad position like it's I think I just feel like it's very selfish of Lucas I'm like kind of self-centered no offense Simon (laughs) (laughs) like i just i don't know lately i just i'm not the biggest lucas fan with that kind of stuff i just feel like it's very self-centered and selfish of him to put that on Haley and expect her to carry it around but not do anything about it Mm. when he's not doing anything either it's an immature mindset isn't it to go yeah i mean that's part of it is like he's a, a kid which i also think it's funny that he's sitting there saying I could probably get some academic, you know, interest for my scholarship, but I really want to play basketball. Like, does he actually think somebody's going to recruit him and give him a scholarship, but not find out he has HCM mm. and be like, yeah, no, like he's got to be like, they go through, like you go through physicals and like all this stuff before you would be like going to the school and like getting a scholarship. So I just find it very interesting that he's like, I'm hoping to still play basketball I'm like, you know, that's, that wouldn't happen, in my opinion. I just that's that's true, actually, isn't it? Because like there'd be like a, there'd be like a clause in his offer, wouldn't it? That like if you if you're fraudulent about any medical information or anything, that it would risk we would rescind our scholarship offer. Well, that and they they would do a physical. Like you'd have to go in for like something beforehand. So I just think that that's 
interesting. And then the whole thing about him in the guidance counselor's office being like, or even not even the guidance counselor's office, but with Keith, like being worried about money and all this stuff. And I'm, and I'm over here like, you're literally killing yourself being like, I don't want you guys to worry about me. Don't worry about me. Like, not going to be somebody to worry about because you're going to just drop dead. Like, 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 just I just find it so weird, like his thought process. Of, like, you're literally killing yourself. Like, don't worry about me and the money of, like, going to school. Yeah, I guess that's where we just have to, uh, you know, give in to the fantasy of the show of him just pretend not thinking that way, you know, and just being, Mm -hmm. yeah, kind of childish, I guess, in that that sense. And Uh, he is, he's a child. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, uh, Dom... He does the gracious thing, Lucas, at the end by uh, bringing Nathan in to meet the scout, you know, which, uh, well, before that, sorry, Nathan gives Lucas the tip, right? So of about the dead spot, which is great. So they win the game. Lucas gets his moment. It's amazing. And uh, yeah, he brings the scout over. I mean, how did you, did you think that he was going to do that as a first time watcher? Yeah, I, I, Lucas isn't selfish. That's one thing we do know about him as a character, with the exception of his illness and concealing that from Karen. Um, he isn't really a selfish character. So he, I think he was always it was always on the cards that he'd support Nathan when it came to talking to the scout. He wouldn't um, approach the scout or let that happen without some involvement there. And considering it was Nathan that, that basically coached him to to go to that end of the the court, you know, push that player into it, use the dead spot, win the ball and, and, um, and win the game. But what I didn't really get was the kind of the post game freeze frame that could have ended the episode. And then it continued. I thought felt, that. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it felt like a really odd moment. I, I really didn't get that at all as well. It was something else that sort of plucks out a Lucas's storyline that didn't quite fit. It, it just didn't make sense. Um, whether there was meant to be a commercial break there or mm-hmm. it was just Mainly, or that yeah. or that was the original ending of the episode and they thought actually we need to make it a bit longer I have no idea but it just felt a bit odd yeah even the ending of the episode like that too they like freeze frame the end of all of their guidance counselor discussions like at the very end did you know like it freeze framed mm. all of them mm. I don't know what I don't, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be kind of a like breakfast club a little bit. Like, I don't know if it was like an inspiration from that. I don't know. I found it odd though. Cause it didn't, it like <laughs> was random. Like you said, like it just felt off. Hmm. That's a, it's a good way of explaining it as well. The, the breakfast club, cause he had his arm aloft as well. And that was, yeah, yeah it was almost like a re- I'm a rebel. I'm a this, I'm a that. It's just, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get on with it. <laughs> but there's not much to add from Lucas's storyline other than why didn't he invite Brooke to dinner? It just, mm. it didn't make sense to me at all. Well, we're only going to the cafe to have dinner. My, my mom and her new boyfriend are on a date and I'm invited, which makes absolutely no sense. And she, she makes it quite clear that she's got nothing to do. So why doesn't he say, mm-hmm. come along? You know, what kind of a boyfriend is, is he? Ridiculous. Do you know what, do you know why as well? That's a great point because it would have felt like Haley could have been included and it wouldn't have been a big deal. Mm. Right. But maybe, but she says, go have a fun time with your family. Maybe she's just given him a bit of space to do his own thing, you know? 
but but yeah i hear what you're saying but dom do you have a prediction for lucas before we move on i don't know scouts will need to, i don't know whether they're going to be in that gym anymore do you think are they going to play more games in there they they kind of did all that work to play them. maybe they'll see out the rest of the season in that gym i'm not sure because they won there maybe as they'll play there until they lose and then they don't lose and they just stay there it's like a lucky gym um <laughs> but yeah in terms of lucas it's just like scouts come in i think i think we might have a dan and lucas uh heavy episode maybe uh maybe because he's hanging with nathan again and they're like kind of working on things are going to be buddies you know but I- i'm not too sure it's, it's all a bit vague with lucas because one minute the hit he's the hero the next minute he's pissing off his girlfriend so it's, it's, it's he's a bit up and down isn't he so. well we will find out ashley well who do you want to go to next we've got we've got peyton we've got brooke we've got nathan um Haley. yeah we could do like peyton and probably just do ellie while we talk about peyton yeah how do you feel about <laughs> peyton in this one um I mean, I I like Peyton. I've always liked Peyton. Um, I'm not a Peyton hater. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like I kind of liked that she was a little bit like, I might not go to college because at least here, like in the United States, it's very like, you must go to college. It's like such a thing that I kind of liked that she was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, maybe I want to do something else and pursue something that's, you know, that she might not need a college degree for going to a trade or you know, something that's based more on experience than an actual degree. Um, and I love that we found out finally, like why she's a cheerleader. I feel like that's been asked many times. And I was waiting for this episode to come around to be like, this is why she's a cheerleader. Cause you know, find out her mom was a cheerleader. Um, reading my notes, <laughs> see what else I wrote down. <laughs> But she has a good connection. It's nice seeing her relationship with Ellie continue, right? Like in terms of uh, it's becoming a lot more comfortable and the friends with benefits and explaining all of those parts. You you liked all of that? Oh, I thought it was funny with Ellie. Like she was like, when Peyton said like the whole friends with benefits thing, my light bulb is about to go out. Can you see this happening? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So distracting. Um, yeah, she's like, I feel like she came off as kind of judgmental, Ellie did, about the whole, like, friends with benefits thing. Like, wasn't, I feel like she's not that old. Like, I feel like that would have been, maybe not the term, but, like, surely that was a thing when she was growing up. And her all her, like, don't benefit any friends, like, that kind of thing. I was like, all right. Like, it just felt really weird to me for some reason. Um, but I did, I felt really bad for her at the end when she came back. Peyton did when she came back from the game and Ellie was like, you could tell upset. Like, I think she's really struggling with like getting to know Peyton and also choosing to like stop Mm. chemo at the same time. Like, I think she's realizing that like how much she's going to miss out on like her time with Peyton and Mm. I felt bad for her at the end of the episode. Yeah, for sure. What and how did you feel, Dom, about Peyton and Ellie in this one? Well, 
uh, Peyton actually had like an all right episode, other than you know not being a great friend to Brooke um, at the cheerleading bit. Um, her episode was was fairly important. I found out what Friends with Benefit is now, and kind of what that means and where that has come from. Because you talk about the the actual charity that are based in Wilmington and what mm-hmm. they do. So yep. that that makes sense to me now. Um, yep. uh, and uh, you kind of knowing these knowing these things you know will eventually come up is is good I always think that everything that we've talked about has probably got a connection to the show in some way and and I'm discovering that as we go along so that's nice and that kind of ticks that box I I get what that means now Mm -hmm. and they're doing a nice thing they're doing a great thing putting this benefit together putting this album together raising money for charity and we get a little bit more explanation into Peyton's future thinking which is good, what she wants to do. And she kind of uses Ellie as an example and goes, you know, you did, you didn't go to college and, you know, look how you turned out. And Ellie tries to play it down as much as possible. You know, she's hits the road, bouncing from, you know, motel to motel, freelance writer, never know when the next paycheck's coming in. You need to go to college, get a degree. You could do music, you could do art, just do something, you know, and, and do that, have that life experience. Um, because you you could really benefit from it, and I think that's her trying to be a mother, which is which is really nice. It's touching. And then at the end, all I could think of was you could visibly see that Ellie is ill, and not just upset. I think she you can see that things are happening and that her body is fighting against her, unfortunately, and and she is now visibly like ill at the end of that episode, and it's it's sad, and it's only a matter of time before there's a revelation with Peyton or you know Larry will come back and be like wow you look like shit what's going on you know and, and hopefully <laughs> hopefully sort her out Not exactly. but, yes you look like shit I've got medical insurance let's get you fixed you know uh that's that's what I'd, I'd like falling to apart love yeah <laughs> um it is really sad it is really really sad to see her like that but she is trying to impart a little bit of wisdom and you know give something to Peyton and, and that's kind of a special moment and Peyton saying that her connection to her mom is the cheerleading and um you know those those bits are quite nice but we're talking to Sophie and Sophie said that Peyton had a really good episode but I actually think there wasn't enough of Peyton in this episode we probably could have done with a little bit more um mm-hmm. and a bit more like explanation and that's something that pains me a little bit to say <laughs> <laughs> What, well, what are you thinking, Simon? What what you, what's in your head about the, I the, whole, she, the Peyton situation? I thought she had a good one this episode. I thought she was good. Um, yeah, I think there could have been a little bit more, but I also also know what's coming. So I, you know, I think she gets more as as things go on. Uh, whether that's good, bad, or nothing, but I know that there is more focus. So. Yeah, I good episode. I like the relationship between her and Ellie. I like the way that it's developing. It feels quite natural. It's at a good pace. It's not rushing. It's not too slow. It's good. So yeah, see how it goes. Do you have any predictions, Dom? Just that that Larry's going to come back and sort things out. It might not necessarily be Larry returning. I, I think that would be quite good for him to walk through the door and be like, Jesus, <laughs> awful. You didn't look like that when I left. What the fuck's going on? And why are you living here? Why have you moved into my room? Why is all my stuff out on the lawn? What the fuck's happening? Peyton, get down here. <laughs> get me a sun-kissed. 
Yeah. <laughs> I've got a lawnmower to fix. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, Peyton Peyton's gonna discover that she's she's not better, she's not in remission. She um that Ellie needs support and help and and that might spur her to contact Larry on the old satellite phone or whatever they've got going on and and get him back. Let's drink nothing but sun kissed when we're in Wilmington. <laughs> We turn orange for like four days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully down. And do you like? Do you drink Sunkist in regular life, Ashley? I mean, I've had it, but no, I don't drink it on a regular basis. I have will had you, it before, though. Will you drink one with me and Dom in person in Wilmington? Of course. They probably have Sunkist machines all over Wilmington. That's good. It's like they fill just everywhere. Little vending machines. <laughs> I'm saying we get a cooler. I've got a Coleman's cooler. I won't be able to bring it over because that's, you know, that'd be long. We'll buy one out there. We'll buy one out there. Let's fill it with ice, fill it with sun-kissed. Let's have a good time. (laughs) Done. Good plans. Who should we move? Who do you want to go on to now? Um... I think just do Brooke. She's on the same page as Peyton in my notes. We so. can throw Mouth into there as well for with Brooke, I, I would say. Yeah, and probably Rachel. Oh, and Rachel. Yeah. Do you want <laughs> do you want to tell us about it? Or should we get Dom to tell us? You choose. You or Dom? Dom can tell us. Oh pressure. Let's go, Dom. Well, Brooke got- has been entered into Rogue Vogue by Rachel, we find out. And uh, Rachel then goes and sort of commandeers Mouth into putting together and producing some moves for their next competition. Uh, And Brooke is having an absolute meltdown about not being able to go to the competition because she wants to go to Rogue Vogue and she's an absolute, you know, Rachel's an absolute bitch for doing this to her. But it's a really good opportunity, so she's going to do it anyway. And Lucas kind of gives her the light bulb moment that she can fly. And she says, I'm not Supergirl, I can't. Oh, no, wait, I can. And it's on two different days. It's a Saturday and one Sunday. So she could she could make both. And practice is, you know, cheerleading practice is being led without her because she's in with the guidance counsellor. So all these things are happening behind her back. And she feels really hard done by by it all. And she kind of has that moment of kind of hitting um mouth with a really harsh line of you know people like her don't hang out with people like you you know that she's not interested you know and and makes out that mouth's only doing it to kind of you know look through her see-through tops and you know there's all these jokes about Rachel not wearing underwear you know uh I'll be shocked if you've got underwear on under there or something like that and she's like well you're not going to be shocked and it's just like okay um and these Brooke, things Brooke also says sorry to interrupt she also just to add in she also says that mouth should spend time with uh Gigi, you know his own kind yes please keep going it's very well, very hard he said that he said he, his own kind she she didn't say that she just she said imp- hang out with Gigi because she's nice she implied it i think right exactly yeah she there's a lot of implying it. happening but all this you know i so earlier on in the episode when we we're talking to sophie i said that dan in this episode is incredibly lonely he's kind of he's got no one around him he's incredibly lonely and and brooks uh, journey on this episode actually hit me um probably a little bit harder than dan's because um not in the same way as it's probably affecting mm-hmm. brooke because I've, I've never been a bitchy cheerleader um but 
when I, I remember I remember when I first um got a job as a as a manager for my previous company and I moved to a to a store and I didn't know anyone at the store and I was working really hard and I'd never been I, I even said this to to uh, my girlfriend at the time not my girlfriend anymore um <laughs> that I've never been surrounded by so many people that felt so alone and and that really hit home for me that that is Brooke especially in this episode she's she's got all these people around her because she says I've got my my roommate I've got my cheerleaders and the captain I've got this I've got that I've got my Lucas and I've got my patent and then bang it hits her that's this is the the moment I alluded to earlier Simon that she she realizes the those two in my what I'm thinking now is that she realizes these two are meant for each other these two are going to go off and do things they're going to go to college you know they might even go to the same one because they're both kind of arty and it's kind of humanities related and I'm going to be here and what what have I got to show for it and I'm going to be alone and and her parents don't care and yeah it just made sense to me that she's surrounded by all these people all the time actually she's so lonely and um I was I felt quite sorry for her really as much as she was being kind of kind of bitchy as well um as well as Rachel practicing bitchcraft yeah which is a great line I wrote that line down (laughs) that was Um, really good uh, I, I just can't help but feel that she's super lonely. It's a great point. What, what do you think, Ashley? Yeah, I mean, I put, I wrote down that I feel like she has a hard time looking past high school. Like she knows that she kind of shines and is comfortable and it's kind of her own little world. And I think she's just, I felt bad for her too. I mean, I feel like she's just this like lost little bunny or something. Like she just doesn't know like what to do like outside of high school, like everything the guidance counselor is like, what are you interested in? And she's like a lot of things and everything she lists is like current, like cheerleading, which is like her high school cheerleading team or like DW not I, like what she did in high school. Like it was all kind of related to where she is currently and not like where she's going in the future. And I feel like there was a lot of like deflection from her, like, what are you going to do after high school? Well, I was going to marry rich and like be swept off to a private Island. Like how you doing on that? You know, it was a lot of just like, I don't want to talk about it. Um, yeah. I felt bad, even though she was, you know, had kind of a bitchy episode, especially with mouth. I don't really feel bad for Rachel, but <laughs> I feel bad sometimes a little bit for mouth. I mean, depending on the situation. <laughs> well, she brings it back round for mouth. She corners him in the bathroom at the game, and it's a, it's kind of like a comical moment. Um, and he he accepts her apology, but he's still going to go and uh, hang out with Rachel after the game. And she sort of does this, uh, okay, be careful, mouth, and does a sort of nose scrunch and then the little winky face. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know. It's it's a Brooke, it's kind of a cutesy Brooke thing that she does and it kind of made it all okay. So, you know, I, I think if anything, it's okay to balance the scales that way because he did put a brick through her windshield once. You know, I think give and take, give yeah. and take. I mean, I do think she, she needed to apologize. I mean, she was in the wrong of like what she said, even though I don't think she's necessarily wrong in the fact that I do think Rachel is using mouse like clearly using him to like get under Brooke's skin like I do think Rachel likes mouth like as a friend as a person like I think she gets along with mouth um but I also thought like it was completely unnecessary for her to like bring him in to like 
mouth, teach us this dance routine. And like for this thing, for the classic, when like, if you really wanted to piss off Brooke, like I thought it'd be probably better for her to come up with a routine to teach the cheerleaders and almost like she's taken over Brooke's spot. Right. Like I, so I felt like it was kind of weird to like bring mouth in. It was just kind of done to stir the pot, get under Brooke's skin. Cause she knows it's going to bother her. Like it almost feels like Brooke and Rachel is very similar to like Lucas and Nathan, the way that like Nathan felt like Lucas was like, you're taking over my life and like my girlfriend and like my friends. I almost feel like that's how Brooke sees Rachel is the way that Nathan saw Lucas as like, you're taking over my life, my friends, my, you know, and I think Rachel knows that she can't get to Haley. She can't get to Lucas. She can't get to Peyton. Who can she get to? Mouth. Cause he's, <laughs> cause he's mouth. I mean, and he's like, you know, I feel like almost too nice, like could be easily manipulated by a pretty girl <laughs> kind of a thing. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I like that. That's good. That's good. Well, um, if we move over to um, Nathan and Haley, I mean, Nathan, part a big part of his episode is that he he sits out of the basketball game. Well, he doesn't. He's made to sit out because he didn't go to political science, which he didn't go mm-hmm. to because Dan was going to be taking it and, you know, sort of this a, a back and forth. But also him and Haley have the whole situation that their dream schools are in, you know, thousands of miles away from each other. And they end the episode both talking to the guidance counselor about can they, Oh no, Nathan's asking Whitey if if he can get a scout from Stanford and mm-hmm. Haley's asking the guidance counselor about whether she can get information on Duke. So they're both trying to get into each other's schools, which is great to see that they're thinking of each other that way. Uh mm-hmm. I mean, Dom thoughts on Nathan Haley? Again, an episode that is very much filled with kind of what's going on around them and the, and the surroundings. So the scout had come to see Nathan and Dan had set it all up and was all excited or, or knew about it at least. Uh, and it, it didn't quite come off right, but he, he took advantage of like a coaching situation and, and supporting the team and is becoming that captain that is needed or that co-captain that is needed for the team to succeed and for the team to win. And he goes to see Whitey and, and says, I want to talk to you about why you didn't put me in the game and Whitey puts his glass of whiskey <laughs> in the troll, which I thought was fantastic, Amazing. which is such a good touch. Um, and then it's like, you made the right decision. And actually he's growing again. We're watching Nathan kind of grow as this character and this young man in front of our eyes on screen. You know, he's gone from being this adolescent idiot that that bullies the new kids and um, is, is just a horrible person to, to being quite loving and friendly and had a dark kind of torrid time and is up and down with Lucas because you know, he did want to steal his life and has now got to this understanding of I'm going to actually, I'm going to be on Whitey's side. I'm not going to do what Dan did. I've got to be better than Dan. And, and that's what it's all about for him. And he's really showing that now. And I think that's what we get from him in this episode. Perfect. And Ashley, what about Haley in this one? How do you feel about her? Um, I feel like Haley 
is clearly struggling with everything with Lucas. Um, and, and even with Nathan in the beginning, like her dream is pretty, you know, just showing that she's stressed out about all of it. Um, but I think it's nice that they're both of them are kind of figuring out and like learning how to like bend for each other a little bit. Like they're kind of, I mean, you gotta, it's hard to remember sometimes that like, I don't know if they're 16, 17, maybe like, and they're married, <laughs> like they're, they're figuring it out. Like other people are figuring it out when they're like 30 and they're figuring it out when they're still 16. So I think that it's nice that they're kind of finally learning how to think and put each other first. Um, I feel like I wrote something down about Haley that I'm forgetting. Um I, I was going to say, I do like that she um, was kind of the bigger person and, like, apologized first, even though I really wish Nathan would have apologized first. Like, I feel like it's very Haley to be, like, she's just nice. And, like, it's very Haley to, like, apologize first and, like, hunt him down to do it. But I really wanted him to be the one to apologize first. Like, I feel like he should have apologized first. And that's, like, the one thing I didn't like. That's fair. That's fair. But I mean, but all in all, it's a, it's a great episode for almost everyone really, except with exception to Dan. Um, but let, let's with, with that, let's roll into the judgments and anything that we've missed out, we can, we can pick up in there. So, uh, Before we do that, though, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast and how could you not, then please help us out by checking out ravenshoops.net. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through hoops. But, Ashley, they also go through nets. Ravenshoops.net. Ashley, who is your favorite performer of this episode? Um, Craig Sheffer. Because he's the Don, is that why? He's the best. He. This is probably. It's probably my favorite. One of my favorite episodes of him. I feel like his lines, like best lines he's ever had. I feel like is like this episode. He had so many great ones. Yeah, great choice, Dom. Uh, yeah, Craig Sheffer as well played the the beginning part uh, in the prison cell so well and. Just his moments with um, Karen were, were brilliant. It's nice to see him back. Moments with Lucas and moments with Dan. What about yours, Simon? Full house. Craig Sheffer has to be. Love him. I mean, he was wet. He was in the rain. He was telling Dan to make sure he has pants on. It was perfect. Uh, Ashley, what about your favorite character of the episode? Um, It's like, I want to say Keith, but... I think I'm going to go with Nathan because I just feel like he really is growing up. And like, I liked that he, like I said, is learning to bend for Haley and the way that he was with um, Lucas and like the dead spot. And then even with Whitey after being like, you you know, you shouldn't have played me. And like, that's the rules. And, you know, I want you to look into somebody from Stanford. Like I just liked his whole arc in this episode. Yeah. Good choice. Dom. Uh, I was going to pick Dan because Dan had some fantastic lines. Um, but I'm, I'm struggling between Dan and Keith. I'll go with Dan. I'm going to pick Dan. 
I thought he was brilliant. Had some really, really good lines. But um, yeah, Keith gave as good as he got. What about yours? Well, I'll go different and go with Keith because I just nice. this is such a great Keith episode. I love it. You can't really have wrong answers here, but um, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, my I got to go with Keith on this one. While we're doing performances, what about Ashley, your favorite background performer, one line or less? Tim. One line oh, in the beginning of the episode. Oh, he's okay. Good. He's good 86, call. yo. He's I even double checked. I was like, I got to double check that he doesn't say anything else. And he doesn't. He just says, oh, he's 86, yo. Did and then that like, what, creepy smile. Just... Do, you, do you know what 86 means? It means he's dead, but I don't remember like what exactly where it comes from. I know I've yeah. heard it before. He's 86. I just, it means he's dead. That's cool. That. We'll I take know. that. Yeah. But awesome. Great. Cool. Dormy. Um, I think it's one of the people that's holding up Lucas, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the part of the episode that should be the end. Right. Um, so I go with that, but shout out to the guidance counselor. I know she wasn't, um, background performer or you know and had obviously had more than one line but great job from her uh sign me <laughs> <laughs> good call um i'm gonna choose the guy that lucas gets the ball from in the dead spot good choice oh, yeah. i don't know his name but yeah i can't remember either he's got no left he had no left mm. so that guy uh ashley what about your favorite song um, I went with uh, Faith, Hope, Love. It was what was played in like the last quarter of the basketball game. Oh, yeah. Good call. Dom? Yeah, Faith, Hope, Love by Star Sailor. Pick the same same song. What about you? Same. The final <laughs> bit of the basketball game, of course. Um, uh, favorite line, Ashley? I really wanted to pick a key line, and it was really hard not to, but I'm actually going to go with... Um, Karen's response to when Dan says, Oh, you both could do better. And she's like, Oh, God knows I've done worse. I just, Great line. I loved that. And Keith just looked so proud. Like he was so proud of her. <laughs> just, I loved that whole scene. Perfect comeback. Dom? Mm-hmm. There's so many good lines in this episode. I'm going to quickly run through some of them. Um, Whoa, Mayor's talking to me. What an honor that Whitey says, uh, you know, Dan saying, Nathan, good news. He goes, What? I'm adopted um you're gonna have to try harder when you're practicing bitchcraft lucas when he says uh want me to have a little talk with him make sure his intentions are honorable you know all those bits really good but i think my favorite is brooke says uh to bevan i don't think so unlike you i don't think there's a 13 (laughs) o'clock that's a great one that's a great Uh, one (laughs) what about you big man you didn't mention it so i'm really glad i was like oh he's gonna say it but you didn't my favorite one is where keith said uh oh dan by the way, can this little visit take the place of Christmas this year? <laughs> I love that one. That's a great one. That's and then one. last but not least, we have the precious, precious rating. So, Ashley, I'm sure you know how this works, but after three, we'll say our number. But before that, Ashley, before we had this conversation, did you have a number in your head? Um, kind of. I really just decided my number before coming on okay and i struggled during our conversation has it increased or decreased or stayed the same it's the same tell me 
Um, I had a number, and I think it's increased. I'm sort of stuck between the two, but I think it's increased. Yours? I I have a number. Uh, we also know what Sophie's number is, but we haven't told her our number. So, uh, but her number is the same as. Oh no, I'm not going to say. So, right on three, we'll say our numbers. Ready? One, two, um, three, nine, eight. Oh, I was going seven. And Sophie no, went one. nine. So we got Not two nines, an eight, and a seven. We need was, to come up with where we're I was, at. I was originally going seven. And from Jesus. the pod, from the podcast, I was going eight. Because this, this episode, although good and has some really good lines and is a fun episode, it has no... It's kind of like, again, it's like mopping up just like the last episode. So there was nothing special on you about it. It was all stuff that we, we knew. It, just, it was just a funny episode. Um, so it was kind of, I, I pushed it to an eight. And I, I'm not really willing to budge on that. Don't yeah, shut I actually your feel mouth like I pushed, right now. Wait, <laughs> I Ashley. feel like I pushed mine to a, to a seven almost. But I knew you were, nobody was going to be down lower than a seven. So that's why I hung out at a seven. Right. Well, Ashley, immediately you're going to have to go up to an eight. I can probably go up to an eight, but I don't think I can go up to a nine. No, no, no. As soon as you're up to an eight, we'll have a conversation. So you're up to an eight? <laughs> sure, I can go up to okay. an eight. Okay, so now we can talk. So we've got two nines and an eight. How can we make this work? Neither of, neither of you would go to a nine. No. No. Well, this is such strong protest. <laughs> and you always do this to me dom because we're late for the watch along now so you just make them pr- make them wait yeah but you're pressured <laughs> oh my gosh this Can episode we... isn't a nine there's better episodes out there we, you know that i know that even sophie knows that from previous so there's no way that this is a nine all right well, some cool. of the episodes we've given nines to have been great if any this was a seven i pushed it up to an eight because of our conversation because it, you know, has made it a bit more fun. So, it's an eight. All right, I'll call it an eight on, under protest. Under no, pro- fuck Sophie, you protest. I'm sorry, but under protest. Fuck your protest. It's an eight. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get into Ravens on free. But before that, Ashley, we super appreciate you. It's been awesome to speak with you. You know, in more depth. And uh, yeah, this was this was great. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I really appreciated you guys having me on been great yeah thank you so much for joining us it's awesome to talk to you and lovely to meet you again you too dom in the michigan accent let's have ravens on three let's go jesus christ uh can i have a bit of context can you say ravens on three for me i'll try and copy it actually ravens on three ravens on three (laughs) one two three ravens (laughs) i don't know if i should be offended by the accent or not (laughs) Don't be offended, it's this life circle.